What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. I appreciate that she's an adventurous, sexy woman that jumped on this red <laughs> carpet with me. It's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? And I sure am. Everything that you said. Is that a creative nomad I see over there? Ooh. We're both creative nomads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jibri. Oh, Jibri. Jibri. Wins the biggest moron of the season. Oh, are we giving out awards now? The biggest moron <laughs> of the season goes to Jibri. What a moron. Anyone surprised? No? Me no. neither. Yeah. I, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he got hired to co-host that tell hall with Sean. I just don't like... He has no sense of humor. He I cannot know. take a stab. He's just ridiculous. At least Bilal, it's kind of quiet and sitting there and then he was like, damn... Yeah, um, not everyone loves me, <laughs> right? He's got no, that's a great point. He's got no self-awareness. No, no self-awareness, no sense of humor. Like, I think he's got a self, did you see what he was wearing? I think he has a sense of humor. Who? Jibri? <laughs> well, sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> to wear that, you are hilarious. Yes. Or you think you are a fashion icon. Honestly, I like Miona. Yeah. I really do. But they spoiled it for me when they were trying to sell jeans for $40,000 on episode two. It like, was just... Uh, you gave it away. Like, we we see what you're doing. You want it to be on TV. You're trying to get your music going or whatever. You're trying to be these influencers, right? Yeah. You gave it away and it sucked. But now we see that you, besides all that, you are a moron. If he could laugh at himself, I think right? it would make all the difference. Oh my gosh. Like, if... I didn't mind that he was making all these comments. Like, sure, like, make it interesting. Right. But the way he did it, and then when someone said one little thing about him, he walks away. Yeah, it's classic. You can dish it, but you can't take it. Yeah, and again, Bilal also has no sense of humor, and he also thinks he's a prankster, but then someone tries to prank him. He doesn't love it. But for some reason, I'm more okay with Bilal at the moment than I'm with Jibri. Yeah, well, the the idea of pranking someone is being a jokester, is having a sense of humor. Yeah. So at least there's that part of the equation. Jabri doesn't even have that. Jabri oh, doesn't no. have it going either way. He his whatever he does is not a prank. It's not a joke. It's an attack. Yes. And then when someone comes back with equal levels of negativity or attacking, he can't take it. So at least at least Bilal's trying. To do something funny. Yes. And again, we're not big fans of Bilal either, but I'll take Bilal over Jibri right now. And Jibri is the typical, and I can't say because I am an only child, but I have a sense of humor. I don't walk away. I, my parents raised me as a non-only child because my dad comes from a lot of siblings, right? But he is the only child. He's the one when someone doesn't play by his rules, he gets upset and walks away because he cannot take it. Yeah, and he also doesn't let things go. No. And he he lives in his past. And so this tell-all was almost some type of therapy session where he's confronting these issues in his past that aren't there anymore, but he can't seem to escape them. Mm-hmm. So he, he looks at Ari and Benny, and he gets all worked up 
because this reminds me of when I'm trying to be creative and people would hold mm-hmm. me back. Then he looks at Patrick and John and he's like, this is when I was growing up in South Dakota and people would make fun of me because I was different. It's like, that was then. Mm-hmm. It seems like you've progressed. It seems like you've grown into adulthood to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Why is this making you feel upset now and to a point where you have to throw temper tantrums haven't you moved on from that no he has he has not and even the whole exchange with john like when john's calling him sparkles and he's joking he it's doesn't a, give a joke sh- he doesn't give a shit about jibri right yeah he's like literally having fun like he could have gotten offended a big time and yell at him because he basically jibri called him drunk right yeah but he's like oh like you should have sparkles like what come on <laughs> and like jibri cannot take it yeah Ah, we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. Before we do, a little housekeeping. Follow us on social media at Married to Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. Fun. It's fun. (laughs) Some would say it's fun. Posting all sorts of things, reels, memes, keeping you guys updated with news. We chat with you guys over there. So follow along at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. Speaking of chatting, this is the week. This is... The week of the Patreon happy hour. Woohoo! It is happening this Thursday, August 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So all of our patrons, all of our friends over there on Patreon, come join us. Hang out for an hour or so. Let's talk about these crazy shows. Let's talk about what we might cover next. Let's just have a good time. Let's have yeah. a couple of drinks. Let's have a good time. No need to show your face. No need to even talk if you don't want. Yeah. Or if you want to, do it. Show your face. Pop in, say hello. Yeah, it'll be a good time. If you're not on the Patreon and you want to join, you can still sign up any level. You will get a link to the Zoom happy hour. So come hang out. We think it's going to be a good time. That is Thursday, August 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Also, make sure you guys are following the podcast. The one you're listening to this very minute. Yes. It's so easy to do. When you do it, you'll make sure you get all of the podcasts, no matter what episodes, no matter what days we drop it. You'll get them right to your device. So easy to follow the podcast. All you have to do is look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash you like it. It's hard. It's something I learned on this episode. Uh-oh. The placenta pills. So do you want me to get into that now or should I save it until we talk about it? Up to you, but... I googled a little bit. Yeah. You googled more. You yeah. can also dry up your own placenta and do it at home. Okay. Well, you, you can also get cheap placenta, also a good placenta. I didn't get farther than these two animals. Okay. Well, I'll just put a disclaimer out here now. Don't take medical advice from this podcast. Also, don't take it from a 90-day fiancé tell-all because what I read, just a quick search, just a preliminary search, CDC comes up, some other reputable Mm -hmm. organizations come up and say, you shouldn't do it. Why not? You shouldn't be eating placenta because there are bacteria and viruses potentially in the placenta that even after the process of putting it into pills or whatever form you want to put it in, sprinkles for your sundaes, hot fudge, it doesn't matter. Placenta smoothies, that's also what I saw. Okay, well, it doesn't necessarily kill these bacteria, these viruses. They can be super harmful to mom and child if you're breastfeeding. Oh. And so it's not advised, at least not by actual medical But can I take the, the sheep placenta pills? I don't know. If there's no bacteria or viruses in it, then hmm. potentially. Also, 
other other research reports have come out from the CDC and elsewhere saying there's actually no proven benefits. So really? there is risk and no no verified reward. Dear placenta. Okay. It's all on iHerb.com. Okay. Well, we're not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not promoting you guys eat placenta. So I'm not sure if that's actually from, legit. From my little research that I did, it doesn't look like it's the best thing to do for anyone. All right. But it's a, it's a hard news. Didn't know you can turn your placenta into pills. Oh, yeah. Emily's still kicking, so. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, you do what you want to do at home. We would have a discussion about it for sure. But All right. I don't know that the the reward is worth the risk. Well, thanks for letting us know, Jonathan. That's what I'm here to do. All right. So you're smashing it like it's as hot as not. I would say not that. That's, that's not that hot. It's not the hottest thing hot to do. Hot news. Hot news. Okay. Well, I don't think it's news either. I think people have been doing it. Hot news for me. All right. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> just, just follow the podcast. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, you guys know we love it. We need it. So if you could take a few seconds, you can rate, review. It makes our day. It makes our week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a long review, although we do like when you when you say a few things to us. It can be short and sweet like this one that I have today. All right. Okay. I have one from our friend KKN0411. Hello, KKN0411. I think those were the masks we were all required to wear at the start of the pandemic. Why did you say 0411? Why didn't you say 0411? Okay. KKN 0411. Or 0411. 0411 information. It's interesting how people read numbers. Yeah, and sometimes, I didn't. at least I didn't say 0411 because some people mix. Oh, I say I, that too. I do that too because my, my home phone number has an O. It has, yeah, I'll say I'll say O. Are you giving us your home number or what? Yeah, call in. All right, <laughs> let's read this review from KKN 0411. Five stars, titled Love Them. Love that. And then just a little, they are entertaining, exclamation point. Love that. That's it, short and sweet. Love that, short and short sweet. sweet. We love it. It doesn't have, you don't have to go on. We, we love the five stars and we love a little mention of how much you love us. So Yeah, we love that. We love love. Love that review. Thank you. Yes. Something, something, zero, one, four, four. KN95, your KK... And 0411. Totally wrong. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. All right. How about we get into a little 90 day, by the way? Okay. Number one. And thank you to Teresa for this one. All right. I sometimes sometimes help John, guys. I needed a little help this week. It was tough. I was struggling right up till this, the moment we pressed record, I was looking, trying to find some hot news. I told you this a week ago. And you told me this one and, and... it's good. It's good. Do you want to help me out with this one? or do you Well, you can, you can go deeper on this because right. I didn't go too deep. All right. Well, Julia of Brandon and Julia recently shared that she has a job. She's turned her love of dogs into a bit of a career. I love that. So we know Ron and Betty, they have that dog breeding facility, mm-hmm. right? For better or worse. Now, Julia is, she's gotten involved with that. Ron has showed her the ropes. Ron has showed her how to raise and train dogs. And she spun it off into a bit of a career of her own. She shared the sizzle reel on Instagram of her training a German shepherd Mm -hmm. saying, this is what I'm doing now. I am a dog trainer. You know why I love that? Because I think it's important. We always say that. 
And we know that not everyone is happy with their jobs. Not everyone loves their jobs, but it's a source of income and you do what you have to do, right? But if you do love your job, it's an extra bonus because we all have to work until until we're very, very old, unless we've been the lottery or something wild happens, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that she came here, and I always say it, like, I don't get how these foreigners do it because... Uh, did you come here? She had a background in go-go dancing. I don't think that's a big market for married like women. Design too. Yeah, that's what she said. But I know she was go-go dancing, right? Sure. I don't think if you're married, maybe your husband doesn't want you to go-go dance. I don't know. I'm just speaking, just saying what I think, right? Not judging. But the fact that she found something besides her thinking like, maybe I'll be a wedding planner or maybe mm. I'll be do this and this and that. And but then she found something she's actually passionate about because we know that she loves the dog. She loves dogs, right? And she, she was able to turn it into a career or she's trying to. She's on the way. That's awesome. It's just ironic because she did not want to work the farm. She did not want to work with animals at all. And now she found one animal that she does want to work with. She always loved it. You remember she tried to, she did that stripper interview for the gym. I'll never forget her. (laughs) Never forget, right? (laughs) But those are things like, yes, like she was looking for a job, which is kudos to her. But maybe she wouldn't love that. Maybe that's not, wasn't for her. And I'm sure she tried a few things. But finding something that you're like, damn, I love dogs. And wait a minute, I can make money training dogs. And I think she said she got a certificate or something. She's a, or she's working towards that. Maybe. That's good for her. I hope that she can keep it up. Congrats to Julia. And thanks to Teresa for the lead for the hot tip. You are welcome. And you guys know, and you guys do, if you guys have any leads on stories, send them in. I can always use the help. A lot of you guys do that. And I thank you. And so keep, keep sending them in. I can use all the stories I can get. What else did you dig up? All right, number two. (laughs) It is cuffing season, right? It is time to settle down, find your person, at least for the winter months. Mm -hmm. And so here's a new little segment called Cuffing Season, the segment. Wait a minute. Is it going to be an occurring segment? No. Did you add a a segment within your actual segment? (laughs) No. You can't do that. No, but... It is it's time to settle down. And yes, there's the single life coming up, which is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But not everyone was cast for the single life. There are still some lonely singles out there who are looking for their partner mm-hmm. this winter season. And a lot of 90 dayers are out there trying the dating apps. Okay. So a bunch recently popped up and I'm going to just go over a couple. Can I guess? Larissa. No. I think so because she. No. I, I watched watched her stories recently, and there's some mentioning of that someone saw her on Tinder. Oh, maybe she is. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she will then match with one of these eligible bachelors. Okay, can the I resi- still guess? You got one more guess. Ah, well, I was right, so I got two more guesses. Well, I have not verified that. Well, okay, I'm gonna guess singles, singles, singles. Oh, God. This is tough because I can't think of anyone who's I thought single. you had a guess. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael from Connecticut. Yeah, what? that's my first one. Are you, what? Are you cheating? Stop no, but I was thinking of singles. Stop looking at my notes. Yeah. Okay, Michael from Connecticut. Michael, 44. And so just here's a little bit of his bio. And then if you what guys, is he from? Oh. I mean, where is he from? What is he on? Tinder. These are all Tinder. Why do you have a bio on Tinder? You write a little bit about you. You're said, you're said graphic two, designer. Yeah. I wrote two words. 
And that hooked me. (laughs) (laughs) Cliffhanger left me wanting more. Uh, Michael 44. Yes, from Connecticut. He says, wine business entrepreneur based in Greenwich, Connecticut, world traveler, father of two, BMI royalty earning musician, a loving dog daddy, 6'1". I don't know that you really should put your height in your bio, but... I think you should. That's important. Unless you're like Tree from Married at First Sight. It's actually... You should put always put your height in your bio. No, but because I, think, I almost didn't swipe on you because I didn't think you were taller than me. But isn't there a section for height? Like to no. put that up in your bio. I thought it was like height, body type. I don't think it's on Tinder unless Tinder upgraded since the seven years ago no. when we used it. But. but let me finish. The last thing he says in his bio is barely D-list celebrity from trashy reality TV. What? Say it again. Barely D-list celebrity oh, from trashy That's kind of funny. Yes. No, that's good. It's, he's he is self-aware. Yeah. That is someone who's <laughs> self-aware. So, all right, ladies, if you're interested, Michael is on the market. Speaking of Michaels, Mike Burke of Mike and Jimena. Okay? Mike he, and he is definitely single. His, oh, Mike from New York. Mike the Farda. Mike the Farda. Yes. He, uh, he's got a profile up on Tinder, 36, IT administrator at an IT company. Says you went to Pace University. And his little about me, just me being me and living life. Let's go bowling or have a coffee sometime. All right. Any ladies getting turned on from that bio? You got to go for a drink. I'm not an alcoholic, but I think unless you are not a drinker, yeah, you should go for a drink because even one drink is an icebreaker. Well, coffee is a, a beverage. I know. That's for the non-drinkers. Bowling is a strange request yeah no yeah so no but can i guess can i do one more guess because you don't let me um, speaking of michael's i have two more i have two michael more. from washington state no although he has been seen around with another reality tv star and i forget her name she was on some other show oh. but she, he, they were seen in vegas so he i think he's i think he's, he's locked down. okay i think he's off the market okay All right. okay you one more guess or you want me to tell you one more guess. Okay, single, right. single. Oh, 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 Pedro? No, but he also has been spotted with another woman. Really? Yes, moving quickly over there. I can't believe they actually like broke up. I, I, I didn't I love still, the family Chantel, but yeah. I didn't. I never thought they will not make it. I know. I almost still don't believe it, but we'll see. All right. Well, you tell no, me. Tell. No. Okay, Caleb from Caleb and Alina. Oh, okay. 29. A lot of shirtless pictures in his bio. Yeah, almost, I can see that. Almost exclusively shirtless photos, a photo of him with Alina and Elijah and a photo of him bartending. And he says, yeah, you've probably seen me on TV. That, that's how he no. leads. That's, yeah, of course. It's a photo of him shirtless. That he, That's how vain he is. Yes. Ah, yeah, you've probably that's seen. That's why he used, oh my gosh, like, he was trying to romantically pursue Alina and you put a photo of it on Tinder. True. Get True. out of here. And then his bio wraps up with the hardest part of this app is deciding on six pictures. So he put half of them shirtless. So oh. like, which, which shirtless photos do I use? But I remember Tinder did have only six photos when I used it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. And last but not least, definitely not least, because I like this guy a lot and I hope he finds love. He is a Vegas resident. It's not Larissa, but maybe him and Larissa will Oh, it's David. No, what? Oh, I thought you meant David and Annie. No, but he probably is on some sort of. 
I thought he was like hooking up with. Um, he would go bowling with Mike. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought he was hooking up with the girl from France who was with oh, Andrew. Mira. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Okay. I think that Vegas. Was for Vegas. Vegas. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> What's her face? Um, well, if I tell you and you're wrong, I'm giving you too much. The, the, the Williams? No. <laughs> no, you're not, okay, good at this. you're not good at this game. Patrick of Patrick and Miriam, the DJ oh! in Vegas. <laughs> There's so many fucking 90 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's out there looking for love, touring DJ, MMA fighter, producer, super outgoing is what his bio says. You should be friends with Benny because it sounds like Benny's uh, bio if he was single. Definitely. And that's it. That's cuffing season. The segment. How did you find all this? Eh, Please all tell me you did not go on Tinder. No, it's all over the internet, okay. Teresa. It's all over the internet. Good. All right. Good luck to everyone. We hope you find love this season. And or no, then we'll see you on the single life. That's true. And that, Teresa, is ninety day. By the way, loved it. Look at you. Look at me. Look at you. All right. Let's get into the reason we are here, which is Sunday night, ninety day fiance season nine episode eighteen. The tell-all part two. Yes. I thought it was a little well, a little weaker than tell-all part one. It was. Okay, it can was. we just get that out there? Yes. Tell-all part one came in with a vengeance, mm-hmm. gripped, mm-hmm. leaning in, edge of our seats, give me more, and then we got more, and it was lukewarm, I would say. Yes, I agree. So we pick up where we left off, still at Patrick and Thais, and Jubilee. <laughs> sparkles going strong on John and Sparkles. Like literally he's having fun. He's having a blast, yes. just like joking around and Jibri can't take it. Like Jibri is such a such a baby. Jibri needs to take ownership of the name Sparkles and release a song. <laughs> title it Sparkles and just own it. Take it back. Yeah, he's too... He needs to laugh. He needs to go along with the joke. La- he doesn't laugh. And that's the thing. The more the more you push back against something, the more you're going to keep getting it. Like if someone makes fun of you for something and you throw a stink about it, you can't take it, that person found your weakness. They're going to keep going at you for it. Oh, my gosh. If you can sure. laugh at yourself, they're going to go, oh, that doesn't work. Um, okay, and they're going to stop doing it. Yeah, Jibri can't. That's what I'm saying. Jibri cannot take a step. Like, he's going so hard at John thinking, like, I'm I'm winning here. I'm winning. And John is just doesn't give a shit, and he just fires back, like, okay, okay, shut up, Sparkles. Like, what's up, Sparkles? And he, Jibri can't take it, right? Then Sean steps in, and she's asking Patrick if Jibri's accusation of John being a third wheel yeah. in the relationship is accurate. yeah. To to Patrick, no. He thinks John gives them plenty of space. And Thais is the one who kind of disagrees, saying John's a little too involved. But if I'm sure if John lived in the same city as them, mm-hmm. Thais would think that was too you, much well, involved. Do you in think it. he moved to Vegas with them? That's why I'm that's my biggest question. And that's why I'm frustrated with this tell all is because there are things that weren't asked, weren't answered. True. At least we got the even Muhammad. A yeah. little, little bit of closure. Yeah. When that came up at the end, I was like, oh, uh-huh. we're, we're addressing it. Uh-huh. But the other biggest question to me is, does John still live with them? We found out, yes, Emily in her living situation mm-hmm. in Kobe. But does John still live with Patrick and Thais? It wasn't asked. It wasn't answered. I, If I had to guess, 
Yes. I was I was gonna say yes too because if he didn't, why would Thais still be like? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, and because I think John has the job he has because of Patrick. Mm -hmm. And so if Patrick moves somewhere for work, I'm assuming he moved to Vegas for another job opportunity or promotion. I'm sure he would bring John, his security tech or whatever John's job is within the company. I'm sure you'd bring him along with him. And yes, I think Thais would be over it if they weren't living together. So I they have to be. Yes. I have to imagine. I just love that John is just being himself. And I think Patrick is too. I think these, all these guys are very chilled and just like, you know, Patrick is more structured. John is just like living his best life. All He's he having needs a blast. Is a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> but Jibber is trying to put up this persona that I am sparkles, but without owning it up. Right. Right. Like, Take take a chill pill or a placenta pill, Jibri. Don't take a placenta pill. <laughs> <laughs> chill pills are proven to work more than placenta pills. But yeah, so then we see the break, right? Yeah. And we usually don't talk about breaks, but this was a good break. Yeah, they're all sitting in the in the break room, and people are chatting with John, and John is like sharing his age. He's thirty nine. It was his birthday the other day. He doesn't even know which day, right? <laughs> Classic John, right? And Bill was kind of trying to ask about a business. But then Jibri, a.k.a. Sparkles, comes into the room and he just becomes this wounded animal. He's like, I don't want to film with him. Like, ah, if you go up there, I'm not going up there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the producers try to get everyone to set. And Jibri makes this big point about, I can't be in the same room as, as John. And if he goes, I'm not going I don't understand this because literally all John did was call Jabri Sparkles. I know. That is it. That was his one joke. <laughs> it was a decent joke. He kept hammering at it because he saw Jabri couldn't take it. But that's all he did. And the reason why he did it is because the second that John stepped on the stage or on the set, Jibri started like, oh, okay, you're drunk. Like how many six, how many beers did you already have? Exactly. So John... Only said one joke over and over again. Sparkles. Jabri was calling John a drunk, a loser, lonely. Jabri was actually the one being rude and, atta- oh my gosh. and attacking. And now Jabri's going, I can't be out. I don't feel safe. Like, if there it was John. me and I was a dude, it was a dude against a dude, I would freaking punch his in the, in the face. John would crush Jabri. Oh my gosh, John's big. John but would crush John Jibri. was just so fucking chill. He's like, okay, okay, sparkles. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Jibri is the baby, and now he's making this like, ugh, I cannot get back on the stage. If he's going up there, I'm not going up there. He's like, really? And that's how much of a star Jabri thinks oh my he gosh. is. That he has the power, that this is his show. Oh, John, you're nobody. You're Patrick's brother. Well, newsflash, Jabri, I'm going to break some news here. Everyone watching this season loved John and wanted, wanted more John. Including wanted, Kenny and Amardo. Yeah. Kenny and Tim, who are the, still there for some reason. You'll get the names right, Teresa. We're done with this season <laughs> after this episode anyway, so don't bother learning them now. But you, everyone wanted more John. Everyone wanted less Jabri. And here's Jabri going, I'm the star. I can I can say who's going to be on the stage and who's not. This is my stage. This is my stage. And I have to allow you to be here. No, Jabri. Nobody, people, we would rather have John sit there the entire uh-huh. time than have you sit there. Absolutely. For five minutes. So speaking of Kenny and Tim, forgot they existed, but then they <laughs> they rush in 
like they are journalists in a war zone. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're going to get a, a battlefield interview. We're going to go out there. We're going to talk to John. We got some questions for John. Yeah. And Kenny's like, I want to pick his brain. And honestly, I still don't understand. And I love Kenny. I love Armando. I liked him too. I think he also is a sparkles, but it's okay. I don't understand why they were there because they're not part. They were not participating at all. They, they added did two nothing. tiny interviews for they, what? They add, they added nothing. Um, but it's funny you say about Tim because he had he had to have been shitting those sparkly pants walking in to see John going. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ken is sure also sparkling. Everyone was sparkling. Everyone but was sparkling, yeah. To me, I go, this is this was planned. Because when they go find John, he's the only one sitting there by himself. Everyone had left. But I feel like they told John, hey, John, can you can you stand back? And I doubt that John even knew who these guys were. Because oh, they, they, introdu- <laughs> they introduced themselves to him. Yeah. Tim's like, are you surprised it was the Pais- Paisley Pastel Cowboy that went for you? And John's like, yeah, he started at me, called me a drunk. So I just went back and he couldn't take it. That's so true. It's, literally. That's exactly how it went down. Yes. And everyone loves John. Even these two, Kenny and Tim, loving John. Everyone's loving John, right? Except back on set, everyone's consoling Jabri. Yeah, what the Thais, fuck? Bilal. Like, yeah. It was kind of strange. How, because you Not have... Not everyone, some people. There are people who cannot take Jabri. But I guess you have this camaraderie of like... We are the class of 2022, 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> and like we have Jabri's back because John wasn't a main character. So they were taking Jabri's side and consoling him. And before they restart, Sean asks Jabri what happened. And this is where I'm saying Jabri was having this therapy session. He's like, when I saw John and how he treated Pat and Thais, that brought me back to South Dakota when I'd get bullied for being different. That's that's some trailer trash shit. I'm like, what are you talking I about? I honestly, so yes, we're back on set, by the way. Yeah. Back on set, right? Well, we haven't restarted yet. Before they restarted, Sean asked what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but now we kind of abandoned Kenny and Tim who yes. basically said, oh, we love you, John, or they said, oh, Tim is like, I don't drink, but I would have a beer with you. That's basically a way of saying yeah. we love you back on set. And the fact that, yes, like we all know Patrick opened up about the fact that they did grow up in a trailer park and talked about it as a, you know, they had a tough childhood. Mom wasn't there for them and John was, dad wasn't there already. John stepped up and he was the father figure for him, right? The, the, the fact that, Chibri comes in and calls him a traitor trash and saying, we know that you grew up in a trailer park, but your brother is a traitor trash. Like, really? Yeah. Really? It's, it's so distasteful because Jibri's, so distasteful. Jibri's whole thing is everyone picks on me. Everyone makes fun of me. And now you're doing that exact same thing. And that's what Ari calls him out too. Ari's like, you say that you were bullied, but you are the bully. You're here. the bully. You're, you're, or, you're trying to be the bully until there is someone like John who is like, oh my gosh, like fuck off, sparkles. But I don't, I don't even care. understand the rationale because Jabri's saying, when I saw how John treated Pat and Thais, that brought me back to bullying. John never bullied no. Pat. And Th- John bullied you, if anyone, Jibri. And I wouldn't even call that bullying. No. I would call that joking around. It was, re- it was a response to Jibri's wannabe bullying. Right. So Jibri is is just reacting. He's he's inserting himself 
into this dynamic the same way he inserted himself into everyone's business. And he's allowing that to bring him back to a a younger time where he wasn't happy. But it's not reality. That's not what was happening. And also, I think by bullying them, he meant that John was always there. John was the third wheel. John was telling Patrick to get strippers. And who cares about Thais? Like, I think that John was had a certain attitude towards them or towards yeah. Thais. That's what Jibri took as bullying. And honestly, yes, John probably should have been nicer to Thais, but it goes both ways. Well, yeah, but well, it goes wasn't. both ways. She should have, they both should have found a middle ground. But this conversation about who's, who's bullying who, I don't even want to use the word bullying. That should happen between Thais and John. But John was rude to Thais one time. Rude, that's a good. That we saw. When he was making those comments in the kitchen that first day when he was drinking at like 11 a.m. or whatever. That was the one time that we saw him actually being rude. And then he was rude, not in her face when he was saying like, Patrick, come on, like, don't be on, don't be on a leash. Like, let's have some strippers as if it's some fun. That's not rude to Thais. No, it's not. But I'm saying if you want to. That's not bullying Thais. And I did not say, I don't want to use the word bullying because I think that's, has a very different meaning. It's a very, so. Even like Jibri, I would not say that Jibri is trying to bully someone. Like I think that's a very strong word. Yeah, he was and being is- a bit of a bully. He was, Jibri was being a bit of a bully for sure. Okay, okay, I'll take it. But yeah, like what the fuck, Jibri? Yeah. Um. And so then Thais ends up saying, "I admire Jibri for standing up to John because Patrick never does that." And Patrick says, "Well, there's nothing to stand up to," which is how I feel. I'm sitting there going. What are we even supposed to be mad at John for? Like some people are mad at John. Some people are team John. And I go, he said sparkles nine <laughs> times. And now we're supposed to be mad at him. No one's mad at him. Who's mad at him? Thais is mad at him. Well, Jibri's mad at him. Well, Jibri is, has no say in this because he's a baby. Thais, I don't, I did not fully get it because Thais admires Jibri for standing up to John. Like, what do you mean standing up to John? John Jibri attacked John. All John did was like, he said, okay, sparkles. He basically responded to being attacked, which everyone would. Right. S- calling someone a drunk is not standing up to them. No. If if Jibri kept it at, I think you, you should move out. I think you and your brother and Thais should all find separate places to live. I think you should give them space. Maybe that's standing up. Because you're coming in with a point of view that could be beneficial to mm-hmm. Patrick and Thais. But just calling him a drunk and trailer trash is not standing up for anything mm-hmm. that's bullying. Yes. No, I agree. Um, Jibri is a freaking baby. As I said several times, he cannot take a joke. He cannot take anything. Yeah. And he is being the bully until someone else makes fun of him just for a little bit, and then he becomes a baby and runs away, which usually those were the bullies in school. Well, that's why he bullies, Mm -hmm. is because he does feel insecure, and he Mm -hmm. thinks, if I attack other people, that gives me some power, that gives me this false sense of confidence, but he's doing it because he he lacks the confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, It's wild, but okay. That is Patrick, Thais, Jabri, John. <laughs> That's that segment. All right. Let's go to Emily and Kobe. Couple baby updates. Yeah, we open up with a video of Scarlett the baby and 
Wow. Emily giving birth. That, that's not the way to describe that video. If that was the title of a YouTube video, I might click on it. If they, <laughs> if they accurately titled it, I would not click on it. The What's vi- the video of Scott the baby from start to, uh, to where she's now? <laughs> it was a video of Emily pushing Scarlett out of her vagina. It's emotional. Not I didn't for me because I'm not a mom, but I Kara feel like, and Emily was. yeah, I feel like mom, moms really find this moment very emotional. Well, you guys can call and, and and send hate letters to me because my note was Kara was being a little narcissistic in this moment. What do moment. you mean? Kara's crying, right? No one else was crying. Mm-hmm. Kara's crying and Emily is crying. And Kara's like, that's going to be us soon. It's like I'm watching my life happen. It's not about you, Kara. This is not all about you. So she's being a little bit of a narcissist. I honestly, if I was pregnant and then someone showed me a video of giving birth, I would literally say the same thing. I would be like, that's going to be me soon. That's what I would. I might internally say that. I would probably say it out loud because I just, I also have no filter. I'm getting there. But I don't see anything wrong with that. Like if you're pregnant, you Because it's not about you. It's not about you right now, Kara. It's we just watched Emily. I don't know why we just watched Emily, but we just watched Emily give birth. (laughs) It's about her. This is her moment to shine. This is Scarlett's moment to shine. But you can say it's beautiful, but that's gonna be me soon. I totally get that. I totally get that. I don't think Kara said anything weird. Okay. Well, nothing weird in comparison to encapsulating your placenta. Yes. And taking it in pill form. Yes, we already talked about that, so let's Yeah, move just on. look, before you guys do it, just check out the CDC recommendations. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that, it, again, don't take medical advice. I found advice. it interesting and hot. And hot? Well, smash oh, like it's hot. What are you, a cannibal? <laughs> no, you're not eating a... Ugh. Ugh Come on. Is, ugh is right. <laughs> so you're saying that all women who do these are cannibals? No, I'm joking. Okay. We're joking here. Okay. Aren't we joking okay. here? Okay. I just think it's a hot news. I didn't know. Okay. okay. Guys, I wish you saw John's face right now because he's like. Well, I did the research like, on like well, probably most people eating placenta. I've done the research on it now. All right. All right. Again, don't take medical advice from this podcast, but also don't take it from 90 Day Fiance. That's the, <laughs> that's the disclaimer. Okay. That's the disclaimer. All right. So then we turn to the topic of sex and Kobe lets us know it's been a while. Since they had sex. Emily, on the other hand, I think is feeling a little insecure and goes on the defense and is like, well, no, it's been like a week. It's been like, a, it's been like two weeks. She's clearly lying. I think she knows how long it's been, but she's worried about how people will perceive that mm-hmm. because there's a big discrepancy between a week or two and a month. Yeah. So finally she comes around and admits, all right, Kobe's telling the truth, but. But the reason why is because Kobe's afraid to get her pregnant again. Why don't you use condoms or something? Yeah. As we learned yeah. on whatever, oh, on, on maths, there are latex condoms. There are lambskin condoms. Maybe there are placenta condoms. Who knows? That would be interesting. But at this moment when Kobe basically is like, yeah, I don't want to risk this happening again. Kind of Bilal and Shida step in and Shida's like, ask Bilal. He knows how not to have a baby. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't think Bilal was loving all this. Like he, I think Bilal enjoyed being on the show, but I think he's very shocked from what his ex-wife was saying on the previous part of Tell All. Because mm-hmm. he became very quiet, very quiet to everything. Well, what do you think that means? I think he got to him. I think he's thinking. Well, like, what do you think? 
Shida meant when she said he knows how not to have that a baby. he pulls out. Oh, what did you think? Maybe a vasectomy. Oh, I don't know. But you know, like Michael Scott, vasectomy. Snip, snap, snip, snip, snap. Snip, snap, snip, snap. You know, <laughs> you know the toll of, of four <laughs> vasectomies. Or- Takes on a person. <laughs> so good. Um, but so maybe Emily and Kobe aren't getting after it as much. Kara and Thais say their sex life is better now that they're pregnant. Mm. That's a whole fetish right there. Whole category on Pornhub. How do you know? Pregnant woman. You've never heard of that? No. Oh, pregnant porn. It's a whole thing. Jesus. I don't even, I'm not even going to look at your computer. I'll send you some some links. Oh, thank you. Um, And then, (laughs) yeah, Bilal and Shida just talk about how we're practicing, but not ready for a child just yet. Or Bilal's not ready for a child just yet. And I get that. He said, we haven't had a lot of time to, we haven't spent a lot of time together Let's enjoy each other first and then, but okay, I get it. She's older, but what is one year? No, no, there's no. And you can also have your uh, ex, what do you call it? Frozen? Frozen? Yeah. If you're worried about things, you can do an extra step and one year in getting to know someone because you don't know each other. Yeah. I think that's a smart idea instead of just getting pregnant and then be like, oh shit, this is not working Especially out. Especially when it's such a volatile relationship. Yeah. Like, it's not like they've been rainbows and butterflies yeah. since day one. They've had a lot of issues. A lot of issues. So let's take some time and get to know each other here. And then, sure, maybe in a year let's revisit this conversation. Yes, but we'll go back to Kobe and Emily yes. and they're going to play the clip oh, of boy. Emily telling Kobe that let's have a date night first oh, and boy. then go see Kobe, right? Oh, boy. And apparently, and we all know it, we also gave her some shit. She got a lot of shit, especially on Twitter. And Sean is reading some tweets. <laughs> she read one tweet. But yeah, there was a lot of reaction, yeah. she says, to this plan to keep Kobe from his son. And Emily has a reason for this. Yeah, I honestly, when she says it, she says, it's been a while. She hasn't. We haven't seen each other. Once there is gonna be Coben, there is gonna be Coben. Yeah, right? We still, live in our parents' house. No, what stop I think, it. What I think she should have done is, and I said it before when we watched it, they should have gone home, yeah. see Coben, say hello to him, and then let Lisa put him to bed, and then you go out. Yeah, her whole reason was, well, I would have brought Coben to the airport, but COVID was a big thing, so wasn't gonna do that. And then it was a long day, so I didn't want to get back to the house. And Coben not be excited to see his dad. Huh? Stop trying to protect Kobe. If he wanted to see his kid and Coben was tired, so he wasn't over the moon to see Kobe, I think that's it's okay. okay, yeah. Because Kobe or Coben wasn't over the moon to see Kobe the first time after he was well rested and Kobe walked in the house. Yeah, Coben, because he Coben, was a stranger. Exactly. But yeah, she should have, I get it, you want to spend the night, I'm all for it. But go home first, even for a... Half an hour, just get to see Coben, and if he has to go to bed, that's okay. Put him to bed, but he, sh- just, he should have gone home first. It's just selfish. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just selfish, and no matter what the plan was, I think Kobe sums it up perfectly when he says, she should have just told me yeah. what we were going to do, so I could have prepared. Yeah. He was flying here to the States however many hours on a plane going, I'm going to see, when I touch down, I'm going to see my son, yeah. I'm going to see my son. No, because Emily had a whole plan that she kept to herself. She should have just been a little more open. Yes. Oh, no, I agree with you. what she's going to do. Yes. And Bilal's like, oh, I'm surprised. Why do you think this would be your only opportunity to bang your husband? And 
Emily says, well, once he's with Coven, I don't want to take Kobe away from him. Huh? To me, that the, that reasoning doesn't make sense either. No. He, he's going to go, he's eventually going to go to preschool. He's going to go with mom and dad, with grandma and grandpa. Like, there's pl- how long are you guys having sex for? You guys don't even sleep in the same bed. I can't imagine it's it's a marathon event. You can you can <laughs> you can find thirty minutes here or there to bang. True. So again, Emily's a moron. I can't deal with her reasoning. <laughs> and Ari is one of the people who can take Emily's side. She says, "I wasn't a fan of this idea at first, but after hearing the explanation, it makes sense." Well, yeah, because I also don't think that you know anyone wanted to get into a fight with her over this, but. Let's move on. We have Lisa and David joining on the video, right? Yes. And here we confirm everyone is still living in the same house. Yes. David, Father David, looks retired. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice tan now. He's wearing a shirt that's one step away from a Hawaiian shirt. This guy <laughs> is in retirement. Good for him. Good for him, as he yeah. should be. And then, then Sean is asking oh, about boy. their sex life, which I'm like, gee, Sean. Uh, uh, that's such a weird question. So weird. But I love what David said because he said, our house is soundproof. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. He's like, I designed this house. I'm an architect. It's soundproof. It's just such so a weird. So why? Yeah. I'm why, sorry. Sean? Why? You don't ask. You didn't ask. Not even every couple. I feel like you didn't ask them about no. their sex life, but you're going to ask. The parents. And also, why is Emily freaking out that she cannot have sex time with Kobe if they all sleep in the same house? If the house is soundproofed. I don't think it is soundproof. (laughs) But then we flash back to the co-parenting struggles to whip them out or not whip them out, to share or not to share. Yeah, and then Kobe's like, well, because we see the breastfeeding clip, right, about the breastfeeding argument. And then Kobe's like, well, Kobe doesn't need the breast to survive. He's, Kobe goes, Kobe goes, Kobe was big enough to start managing his own affairs. <laughs> what does that mean? Like he should go find his own pair of boobs to suck on? But I love Lisa's response. And I think Lisa was getting emotional because she said, we need to normalize breastfeeding in this country. It's, it's a bonus that it's a pleasure for men, but it's mainly made or created to feed our children. That's true. Uh, again, call in. The lines are still open if you want to crucify me. But isn't breastfeeding normalized? We all breastfed here, at least. Yeah, but it's not normalized enough. Like when you can still, women cannot do it in public because then you just oh, whip we have out a long a way little, to go before a, that. A little boop, just a little bit, just like boop. And then you feed your kid and some people might be like offended by it. Why? You're feeding your kid. I don't know. I don't have but boobs. I'll never have to yeah, deal with this struggle. Yeah, but I feel like but. there's still this like stigma about breastfeeding. And honestly, like it's good for a kid and it's good for a wife or for a wife, for a woman to get the milk out of it because you can also burn seven, up to 700 calories a day. Hello. So my, yeah. my friend who had two kids told me, girl, breastfeed until you're dry. Okay. All right. She said that's how she lost her baby weight. It was breastfeeding. Okay. All right. Emily yeah. lost Normal, her baby weight while it. eating placenta. Normalize it then. Um, what I thought was funny was when Kobe's like, well, Coben doesn't need to breastfeed to survive. I literally just said that. And Muhammad goes, you don't need that either. You didn't You didn't, <laughs> didn't, you didn't hit the punchline. You didn't hit the punchline. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's right. good. That's even better. <laughs> So then Sean asks, 
about the handoff before the wedding the mm-hmm. between David and Kobe. And I have thoughts. I loved because David says, I don't want to say it, it was a personal gift, but if Kobe wants, go ahead. And I love that Kobe's like, no, 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 I'll keep it to myself. That's a real beautiful moment because it's something yeah. they don't want to share on TV. Sparkles no, would have a video about it. He would blast it on social media. <laughs> of course. Because that's what he a music does. Video. And so... <laughs> because everything is for the show. Everything's yes. for cloud. Everything's and entertainment. I just love that Kobe was like, no, no, no. It's for us. And Lisa knows. And Emily knows. And it's just going to stay between the four of them. I love it. Beautiful. All right. That was a lot. We covered a lot. What do you think? We take a little break. Let's take a break because they're taking a break. Oh, are, are they taking a break? No, we're going to take a break. I don't know. Let's, we do let's what we want to do over yes. here, Teresa. TLC doesn't control us. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a second. Okay. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. Put your shirt on. You're not even breastfeeding. What are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that? Are you trying to turn me on over here? Come on, uh, let me see if there's any milk in those things. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. boy. But All yes, right. We took a break. They took a break. And that was the moment that we saw Emily talking to Tim and Kenny. Like nothing happened. I didn't write anything. All she said was that she didn't expect Ari to be so tiny. Oh, yeah. That I was the highlight. I didn't write this down. But yeah, let's move to... Eve and Mohammed. So I noticed something. I call it out to Teresa. I don't know if you guys noticed you? this. Yeah. I think Mohammed had a little translator uh. device in his ear or like a little earpiece so that someone could tell him what was happening, but only during his segment. Because then once I noticed it, I kept an eye on it. It was gone what? when they moved on to the next couple. Interesting. It was this little tan-colored earpiece. Well, I saw it when you pointed out. Well, Benny better had that too because his English is also getting there. Yeah. But I don't think he fully understands. Yeah. Same with Haiz, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. These foreigners are learning, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I hope if Mo had it, I hope the rest of them who needed it also did. Yes. Okay, so speaking about boobs and breastfeeding, Sean brings out a founding member of the squad, Tidiana. Tidiana is joining, and they played a clip of Muhammad, meaning the squad. Oh, boy. And when the squad was grilling him if he watches porn or whatever, right? Yeah. And Muhammad says, it's not normal, even in American culture. Now I have a lot of friends. People don't talk about sex like this. And listen, I'm a very open-minded person. I, If you want to talk about sex, sure. But would I do what the squad did? No. Absolutely not. That's, I, especially to someone who is from a different culture. I just thought, I found it very disrespectful it what they did. so disrespectful. And distasteful. Like, come on. Like, get to know him first. Maybe if you become friends... And then sure. you can be like, oh my gosh, how do you know how to how to bang? <laughs> Porno. <laughs> Porno. But uh. this was this was too much. And Tatiana's trying to kind of make a thing out of it, saying like, well, we're very open-minded ladies. We don't find sex as a taboo. We practice tantra. It's like, that's oh. all great. Oh. But you do you, girlfriend. Yeah. Titty's whole defense was that, well, this situation... <laughs> What? You call her titties? Well, well, yeah, first nip basis. Um, she's like, this whole situation is unorthodox, so we're going to have some unusual conversations. It's like, uh, maybe, yeah, there'll be some questions you don't ask a guy that Eve dated who's from down the street, but it's still inappropriate. There's uh, a difference between unusual and inappropriate. 
no, absolutely. And I think she should have a knowledge that he is from a different culture because as far as I can tell, I think she is Native American, right? We I'm all sure. saw it. I oh, think Eve. she is. No, Eve, Eve is Native American. I think Tatiana is too. What if know. someone came at them and said something rude about their culture or something that's not okay? Like, how well, would they, they react? they weren't saying anything rude about Muhammad's culture. No, no, they no. They were no, just but saying things that made him uncomfortable. Yes, but, uh, okay, that's a better way to word it. What if someone came at them and said something that makes them feel uncomfortable because of their background? Sure, it would be wrong. And that's why I almost feel like, okay, but you guys have a certain culture. You have a certain background, right? How do you not see that this might have been, or might have been, this was offensive? It doesn't matter what culture, though. There, There is no culture or country where the first time you meet somebody, you start asking them about their porn habits and how many women they've banged. No, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, take, take culture, take country out of it. I agree. I totally agree, but I'm saying to this extent, there are a lot of ignorant people, but I think people with certain cultures who came into the table with certain backgrounds, right, are a little more sensitive to certain things. And that's why I was surprised. It was worse because Muhammad is a Muslim man. Yes. But even if it was a Czech guy or a German guy or an American guy, it would still be wrong to be like, oh, tell me about your sexual past. The it first would have, t- but those guys would laugh it off. Maybe, but yeah. we, would still go, we would still go, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to be asking. My only question, it's not a sexual question. My only question, why was Tidiana wearing napkin holders as earrings? I liked it. Oh. I liked it. I also wear earrings. Oh, circle. Those, those things are out of control. Round earrings. Napkin rings. I loved it. I was actually going to look it up. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. I think my head is I, I endorse I endorse that over the placenta eating, so <laughs> knock yourself out. Um, but yes, the whole conversation about sex and being uncomfortable and Titty saying, well, that's how we get to know people. And so Muhammad goes, well, did you know me when you figured out I'm good in bed? <laughs> what did that, did he, did they have a threesome or something? No, how? no, no. Okay. Okay. I, I know what he was saying. I think a lot of people didn't get it, but what he was saying, what I think he was saying is that he said... Oh, like you didn't even get to know me first, but all you wanted to know is if I'm good and bad. Oh, okay. That's what he was but saying. But then either he's saying he's good in bed or Eve told her that he's good in bed because he's basically saying, well, now do you know me now that you know I'm good in bed? Yeah, I think he was just, uh, he didn't word his thoughts properly. Someone yeah. in the earpiece should have helped him. Yeah. But <laughs> um, well. And so then we learned something. I didn't know this. Eve was clueless to the fact that Muhammad was a virgin until after they banged. Yeah. That's, that's insane to me. I mean, she we, didn't never know. Ta- we never talked about it. I assumed you banged before me. Right. She didn't know that she took his virginity until after she took his virginity. Yeah, so? Huh? What? You're what? Like, do you, are you supposed to have a conversation before you have sex with someone if they're a, if they're a virgin? I well, didn't ask you. You didn't ask me either. No, but neither of us are Muslim. No, but you don't know. Like, as a well, if, um, yes, Eve clearly doesn't do any research. But if you did the littlest bit of research, you would know that I think most Muslim men save themselves for marriage. Also, and they he, weren't married. But he had a girlfriend. 
So she just assumed that they banged. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's on Muhammad a little bit too. He could say, "Oh, this is yeah. my first time." Listen, Not I'll give you this: that, like, but. yes, um, she should have done some research, right, and maybe ask about it. But again, you don't know what you don't know. So she knows true. nothing about Muslim culture. Yes. She might not know that it is forbidden to yeah. have sex before marriage. But to me, just not finding out you took someone's virginity until after you took their virginity is kind of like, whoa! All right, good time. Good times. But then Mohammed kind of said he was more upset with Eve about this whole thing because she didn't chime in. She just let her friends grill him. Yeah. Didn't take his side, right? Yeah. Which I get. And then Tatiana kind of fires back and changes this whole dynamic because I feel like she was getting grilled. So she's like, I just want to ask the other couples if their person also uh, like call them a sponsor or ask to get another sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jibri, classic Jibri. Jibri's like, like, I haven't spoken like three minutes. I should probably say something. And he's like, I'm Team Muhammad and Eve. Like, this is a genuine love. Really? <laughs> like, true love. Perspective of love. Like, honestly, Bilal and, and Shairam will get there because Jibri would, was calling out who's going to make it, not make it. Mm-hmm. You guys are good because he's so wrong about so many things, for right? Sure. If he sees. I feel bad for Eve and I didn't think they're going to make it. We don't know if they made it. I don't it. think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to make it either. But when someone, when they play the video clip, when Muhammad calls Eve the sponsor, right? If you watch this and then you follow it with, yeah, like, that's a genuine love. Seriously? That's a genuine love? Not at all. No, no this he is the doesn't... opposite of a genuine love. Yeah. I don't, Jibri is all over the place. He's this, this tall. Oh. He doesn't know what's going on. But what I was surprised about was most of the foreigners taking Muhammad's side in the debate about Muhammad saying he'll get a new sponsor. When they show the clip of them texting and he being like, what are you talking about? You're getting a new sponsor. Everyone was team Muhammad. Like Shida was even going, yeah, like how many times did I sound like Muhammad? Yeah, I was everyone surprised was, too. Everyone was understanding of Muhammad. I was surprised too. And then, I don't know, out of nowhere, Muhammad stands up, walks over to Titty and says, other than you asking about my sex life, I have no problem with you. And they hug it out. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I appreciate you being there for you before before me. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. Well, that was it for them. Yeah. I remember like doing this whole thing. As he was a kind of arguing with Tatiana, Eve, I'm really bad with the names today, Eve yeah. kind of like whispered to him, like, like take it easy, like take a chill pill. But they caught it and they put subtitles. Did you catch it? No. Mm-hmm. She was like, calm down, like take it easy. She mm. like whispered to him, but they subtitled <laughs> it. Interesting. Missed it. Anyway, they break for dinner. It's a long day. Mm-hmm. We saw me. We saw me lunch. We're seeing him eat dinner. And Eve goes to talk to Muhammad in the green room and Tatiana is there and she says, we're good people for Eve. I hope we can move forward. I respect you. I want to make sure we're okay. So she's trying to, again, make sure her and Muhammad can live Mm -hmm. peacefully in Eve's circle together. And then they group hug it. Well, hold on. You keep jumping over Muhammad's good lines. 
Because <laughs> Muhammad goes, I respect you, Titty. Even when I was mad, <laughs> I, I never said any, I never said I didn't respect you. And she goes, no, you just called us stupid. And Muhammad goes, that's something else. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah, come on. You're reading subtitles over here. You're missing the meat. I missed it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, but they hug it out and we're moving on to Ari and Benny. Yes. And we learned Benny's been spending a lot of time in Las Vegas. Which, okay, I was kind of confused and they should have explained this better. But what is, is Ari there or is she not? It doesn't seem like it. Well, Ari was in Ethiopia for three months. Whoa, so maybe right. Benny was over there because right. the UFC headquarters are in Vegas. Yes. So I wonder if he's out there training with the UFC. Could be because he's like, he's like, he's like I'm here for MMA, MMA and apparently in Vegas, there are a lot of Ethiopian people. Yeah. So it's like a community. He feels good. Ari does not love this flashy lifestyle of Las Vegas, right? And Mohammed kind of chimes in and he's like, well, but Benny can live anywhere he wants, right? <laughs> That's not how couples work, Mohammed. Exactly. And Ari is like, okay, but do I have to go with him? And Jibber is like, no, no, you don't have to. Like, he, what? Uh, yeah. And then the weirdest part was when Jibri went around the room giving his predictions on who was going to make it. He's like... Y'all will last. Y'all will last. Y'all will last. You're not going to last. Y'all was like, what? Huh? He has no faith in Benny or Ari. And he has no faith in Bilal and Shida. Which is like, what the fuck? And like, what? And the whole time, basically the whole tell-all, Miona is just sitting there in silence. Mm-hmm. She knows if you have nothing nice to say, you don't say anything. Because yes. her husband is sitting there making an ass of himself. And she's just like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. If anyone should have walked out of it, it should have been Miona to be like, I can't fucking take this moron. And that was the other thing I thought when Jabri walked out is I can't stand when a partner walks out and leaves their spouse sitting there Mm -hmm. to fend for themselves, to be on their own. You came there as a couple. I would have expected Jabri to be like, get up, we're leaving. And like, take Miona with him. Because he's selfish. He's a fucking baby. Uh, He is a baby. And then we learn that... Ari was in Ethiopia for three months because there is a war going on in Ethiopia. So she was helping in the refugee camps, helping to raise money, which is honorable. It's amazing. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's very cool. Her and Benny went back to Ethiopia to help out. Nah. And then you learn, oh, Benny, Benny didn't go. And on top of that, she said she was only going for a week and ended up staying for um, three months. With Ari. Avi. With Avi. You're really bad at names tonight. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. On top of all that, it's not like she just went to Ethiopia, was helping out, and kept Benny in the loop. No. She pulled a Benny, as she says, and blocked him when she was over there. I Honestly, like what? And then she said, yeah, it was nice for Avi to see his family over there. You're talking to the family over there. I thought you hated each other, right? <sighs> but the blocking. Okay, let's let's talk about it, right? Ari said she blocked him for herself, so she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't have the, the need lie to like, check on him all the time. Says that's a lie. What the fuck? And it, that, that's are, not how it works. If you block someone and then in a moment of weakness you're like, ah, I want to talk to him, you'd unblock them and you could talk to them. That's not, honestly, it doesn't prevent you from talking to if people. If you blocked me when you said, I'm going to work, I would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I want to know. I want to be able to reach you at all times. And you work 20 minutes from home. Like I want to be able to reach you 
anytime I want because something can happen. The fact that she's on the other side of the world and she, with their child. With their child. And she blocks Benny because uh, that's what she thinks is right for her. What? what? How is that right? How is that healthy? How is that helpful to the relationship? And this is the worst part. Benny didn't even know she blocked him. Well, we don't know that for sure. Ari goes, I don't think he noticed. And I'm- he said, no, he said, he's like, yeah, it's like, didn't know. I, when I tried calling her, I didn't go through. I was like, oh, oh, well. But why wouldn't you want to <laughs> communicate with your husband and your fa- the father of your child? I don't know. It's so unhealthy. It makes zero sense to me. Because their relationship is a little unhealthy. It is a little unhealthy, right? We all know. And then we watch the wine spilling clip. Yes, this, I know this really gets you going every time seeing alcohol wasted like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have caught it in my mouth. But it's the wine spilling and then it's the video chat that Benny's having with his sisters when they're basically making fun of Ari and telling this him, no matter what, marry her and get a green card. At least you get something out of this shit, right? <sighs> and Benny gets shit. And Shida's like, what? That's so disrespectful. And I agree. Like, you can have adult arguments. You don't have to. Get along with your spouse's families because I feel like most people don't. But to throw a wine in someone's face, that's very disrespectful. Yeah, and Benny's response is, well, my family protects me, so I need to be on their side to protect them. No. It's your wife. You need to protect your wife. That is now the ultimate person in your Mm -hmm. world that you should be putting before anyone else. Yes. As long as they're innocent. If Ari did something horrendous, then sure, don't take her side. You can't defend her. Or if Ari did, you know, spill the wine in Mimi's face first and then Mimi did it to her, whole right. different story. Right. But Ari's sitting there saying, listen, I don't have to talk to you. This is whatever is going on in our life is between me and Benny. Mm-hmm. And she got pissed and threw wine in her face. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, all the girls are basically taking Ari's side. It's Shida and it's the rest, like saying this Kara, was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like Benny's not really apologizing or but he's not really saying, oh shit, yeah, I was I wasn't good. Like I'm sorry, I should have taken your side. He's just sitting there yeah. in a way. I yeah. thought it was bad. I'm like, if you had a moment to apologize because you didn't before, now is the moment because we already watched it. Mm-hmm. Now is the moment for you to be like, oh my gosh, like that was so bad. I'm really sorry. You are my wife. I shouldn't have said those things. They shouldn't have thrown wine in your face. I should have taken your side. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It was an opportunity wasted. Yes. But then Sean asks about the idea of Benny just getting married for a green card, like his sisters had suggested. And Benny, in a roundabout way, kind of says, well, if Avi wasn't in the picture... I don't think Ari and I would be married. Which I think it's okay to say it, maybe not on national TV, but Ari said this before too. She said, if we don't have Ari, we wouldn't be together. Right, right. And the reason being, as Benny says, we fight a lot. There's terrible communication, but they say they're working to be better though. Yeah, and then she kind of makes this speech about how no matter what happens between them, how Benny brought a lot to her life. Besides Avi, he showed her how to be patient. He showed her how to communicate, how to laugh, right? yeah. And then you just see Jibri laughing. (laughs) Just laughing. What a moron. Because he doesn't doesn't buy into their relationship. He thinks it's a joke. Yeah, but you are a joke. Like, honestly, 
let the relationship and they literally both of them just said the relationship is broken. Yeah. We have a bad communication, but they're trying. You're gonna laugh at trying. Yeah. All right. That is Benny and Ari. All right. Let's move on to Oh boy. Sparkles and Miona. Sparkles and Miona. We All learned right. they have moved from South Dakota to the Palm Springs area. Mm-hmm. But they're thinking of traveling even more. I love that. But then Sean was like, so are you guys thinking of being um, some some kind of a nomads? Creative, is like, creative nomads. Creative nomads. Hashtag creative nomads. Oh Follow our journey. Gosh. Hashtag van life. Hashtag creative nomads. And then his, was he trying to rap when he was like, I'm appreciative. You're such an adventurous, sexy yeah, woman. Every who time. Onto this red carpet. I'm like, it's always slam what? poetry. And what is the red carpet? Is it like Aladdin's kind of carpet, but it's red because you're so famous? You know what a red carpet is, Teresa. But yeah, but I'm saying, why Why did she jump on this red carpet with him? Remember when he what? rolled it out at the airport? Oh, shit, I forgot. Okay, I know it's I been a long season, forgot. Teresa. Oh, okay. It, so, I think it was uh, a pink carpet. I think it was a, was it a pink carpet? Or did we say it should have been a pink carpet to match? I think he rolled out a carpet. I think it was a red carpet. At the airport. But yes, he did. You're right. He, he did. I totally forgot about it. I'm okay. like, what is he? Is he like a play onto Aladdin's carpet because so he can travel on it, but it's red because you are so famous now? Don't, it's it's jibbery. Don't think too much about it. <laughs> he clearly has not. You shouldn't either. So we flash back to Miona and Mahala doing the laundry, talking about the clothing choices, that whole debacle. And Sean brings up how Mahala and Brian said they couldn't attend the wedding because of scheduling. And Sean wonders if Jabri believes that reason or if it's an excuse. And Jabri doesn't really answer. Mm-hmm. He just says, I'm a grown man, but it hurt. <laughs> Miona actually kind of answers the question because she says, I made multiple efforts to make them come. But I think they were offended that I didn't want a big wedding in South Dakota. And I thought they might change their opinion at the last minute, but they didn't. We did too. I know. That would have been a nice button on the story, but they didn't. And on top of them not joining the wedding, Sean says, we actually invited your parents to join the tell-all. They declined. Yeah, I think they just don't want to be on the show. Like, that's just too much. It's not even just about being on the show. Sean asked Jabri the last time he saw his parents, when was that? And he says that he hasn't seen them since they left South Dakota. Oh, wow. Which I think months ago it was six Mm -hmm. months he said which is it's a lot so i don't know if there's even more to the story that we're not seeing but the fact that they didn't go to the wedding and they haven't seen each other in six months i mean that's not that crazy because if they moved to the other side of the country you don't see the parents that often we see them what once twice a year okay because we don't live behind the corner i wonder if they're talking then that oh, would have been okay well that's a different because story. again they're not joining the tell-all yeah so it seems like they're avoiding something you were on an entire season of this show true they chose not to join the tell-all before this full season even aired so it's like you said you're not going to join the tell-all but you kept filming potentially for the show like what's going on yeah that it seems like you've cut off communication a little bit yeah, that's with a your good brain. Point. I, mean, I just, I wonder about that. But yeah, they didn't show up, but taking their place, the one and only, Space Cash was busy. <laughs> so we got David. We got David, and we learned something that I was shocked. 
apparently Jibre never invited David to his wedding. Yeah. I thought, and he made it sound like, yeah, like, you know, no one wants to come. Like, David, no one. Like, David was invited, but he just was like, no, bro, I don't believe in the laugh of you and me, Ona. Like, I'm not going to do it. See, he wasn't invited. That. No, I, I never thought he was invited because unlike Benny, the person that Jibri puts first is his wife. He Jibri puts Miona before anyone. Miona doesn't like David. So I didn't think he would have invited him. But it's your friend. But whatever Miona says goes. So I wasn't surprised. Oh, okay. I was. About that. I was a little more surprised about the fact that apparently they always have tension between them. David says, oh, yeah, things are always tense between us. There was tension before Miona. She just added more tension. And you know what? I'm not surprised. Like watching Jibri on this tell I would like he cannot relax. He has no sense of humor. He has no sense of self-awareness. I can see how being friends with him can be very tense. Yeah. And so Jabri says, I had to put the band at a distance because it was weighing Miona and I down. And he says, I felt like the band was a weight. And he just keeps repeating, like weighing me down. Miona's not a weight. She's not weighing me down. And That's one like, way to say that. Uh, I just do whatever Miana wants me to do. <laughs> and he goes, well, you should have just said these things. I didn't know any of this. And it, it goes back to communication. Mm-hmm. No one's communicating. David and Jabri aren't communicating. These couples aren't communicating. Could all be solved with a conversation. And then this happens. So Jibri's is like, she, she's not my girlfriend no more. She's my wife. And then he stands up and walks away. Like nothing was said that would make him walk away. Jabri. Yeah. Like, David didn't say anything crazy. No, no da- one was David, attacking him. David goes, I didn't even know they got engaged or married. I learned about it on Instagram. Yeah. I think most people learn about engagements on Instagram, to be honest. Well, but you if don't you, go and text all of your friends and family. No, but the close friends that you remember, we called some of my close friends. Like A couple. That's true. That's yeah. true. They're apparently best friends. You'd expect a call. Like, I texted some of my Czech close friends. Like, hey, guys, I'm engaged. Like, I did that aside of posting on social media. Yeah. Well, I think he got up and walked away because he goes, you never supported Miona from day one. And David agrees. David was never a fan of Miona. Mm-hmm. And so Jabri goes, what's the solution? This is my wife. And David says, she rubbed me the wrong way. That's the truth. And that's when he gets up because David is still not going to be a fan of Miona. But, and that's hard for Jabri to accept. there's no reason to away that's what i'm saying he's a baby no, he not. cannot take things and, he, and he's leaving his wife yeah. sitting there with a guy who just admitted is not her biggest fan and everyone's like what's going on even me and i was like uh hello yeah <laughs> and so jubilee walks off he and just wanted some snacks oh yeah and he walks off and telling the camera said this is a classic jibri that david is just jealous of him he, he sees me he sees what i'm doing he's just jealous what are you doing, Jibri, with your life? Like, <laughs> w- literally, like, David seems to have a decent job. He also still has the band. What are you doing? He's just, he's jealous that I won't match clothes with him. I'm just matching. <laughs> we used to dress. We used to match and, and not anymore. He can't take it. He can't handle uh, it. Yeah, he takes five and then he rejoins, right? And he goes, I just want my friends and family to support me. What about us? It's all about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't he be like, I just want my friends and family to support us, oh, yeah. this this union? Jibri goes, if, I, if, I, if you won the lottery, I'd be happy for you. 
But when I got Miona, you just sat there like, huh? <laughs> I don't know if he's equating Miona to winning the lottery. Which is fine. Like, if he feels this way about her, that's, that's good. Like, she's his wife. But he's just, I don't think, I think the saying that she has no self-awareness is right. Yeah. Because he does not. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean basically asks if the friendship is over. And David says, I think we need to give it some time. And then two minutes later, they're hugging. Yeah. So. You changed my life. I learned this language for you. Honestly, (laughs) they went from not being friends to hugging and being besties again. This whole thing was just dumb. And the Emmy for worst acting on a reality TV series goes to Jabri. The second, this is the second prize he won on this little 90 day Married to Reality podcast, Tell All Part 2. Yes, your awards will be in the mail (laughs) soon. Jabri. All right, so that was them. But that's the end. That's what you think. Well, that's the that's end of the tell-all, right? What you think. And then we see a little bit of Kenny and Tim just saying we, they loved John. And then everyone gets these little testimonials, which nothing really happens. Did you notice who got the last one, though? It was Emily and Shida. Bilal and Shida. Well, yeah. And Emily was there saying, you guys are going to work out. That's Jab- what I was saying. Jabri's wrong. You'll make it. But why do you think it's interesting? That they got the last scene. I don't know. Because they're going to be on Happily Ever After. So it was like a tease. Oh, wait. The- Emily's going to be no, in No, Jabri. Uh, does anyone know the names of these people? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just me. No, I said it was me too. Shida and Bilal. They're going to be on Happily Ever oh, After. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I know, I and know. so this season ended because no one was expecting this text message bomb. So this season ended, this tell-all was supposed to end with Bilal and Shida standing there and Emily going, you guys are going to work out. You'll make it. And then roll right into, let's see if they'll make it on Happily Ever After. Oh, interesting. But then, surprise, this tell-all is not over. We get an art card that comes up on our screen that says, shortly after filming, Eve discovered text messages between Muhammad and another woman. (gasps) We all saw the text messages, right? Sure did. A few, it's like a few weeks, few weeks back. Yeah. And so I think this was added. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eve was at her house self-filming. Yeah. And she's like, this is shocking. This is raw. Muhammad chose to spend his time focused on starting other relationships and engaging in activity he shouldn't be engaging with. And then we see Muhammad who's like, I met a girl online. She was very nice. <laughs> I thought we were friends. And then things started to get bigger. You saw my phone. She saw the text messages, but I want to make it right. So I told these women, I'm a married man. Please stop texting me. I think you just meant one woman. He said almost. women, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But and these messages knows? were bad. We oh saw my gosh. They put the messages on the screen. And it was basically Muhammad saying, as soon as I get the green card, I'm going to go to an attorney and then I'm going to leave Eve for you. Yeah, I'm going to kiss you in and bed the, and the girl's like, dead. Yeah, we have to wait a little bit longer, but it's okay. Get your green card. I hate waiting, but I'll wait. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, all I can do now is to say sorry to my wife. I do love Eve and she does not deserve that. Yeah, because his green card would be gone. Yes. There's no way after all this comes out that if Eve divorced him, he'd no. be able to keep his green card. Nope, not a chance. So he's got to he's got to play nice for another. Yes, year but or Eve two. says I don't know what the future holds for us. We'll see. So, so put that tra- on happily ever after. Yes, I wanna- and I'm 
I try to dig on social media. They're not posting anything. Hmm. I wonder if they're together. So that's my biggest question after this. I don't see them as a couple. No. When, again, everyone was leaving the studio, walking to the Suburban, they walked out. And I go, this is not a couple. Like, I don't I see know. I don't see them together. What do they talk about in the car ride back to the hotel? I don't know. I don't I don't get it. But that's the season. Overall, I thought it was a great season. It was a great season. Thought it was fun. This part two of a tell all was a bit of a snoozer. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Once we talked about it, I'm like, wait a minute, I love talking about it. It wasn't that bad, but part one was one of the best yes. tell alls I've seen in a while. Yes. So it was good. They front loaded it. They got everyone excited. We all tuned in for part two. It was still decent. Seven out of ten. But that's the season. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after up next. Yep. Which I'm excited about. I am too. All I'm right. too. I think it'll be good. All right. I'm always excited about a new season. So hope for the best there. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Join the happy hour this Thursday. That's right. This week. This Thursday, August 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, patreon.com slash married to reality. All, all of our levels are invited. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you're following the podcast. Wherever you're listening, it's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the hopefully the new Woo-wee! season. Woo! Happily ever after. And thank you again. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Thank you again for the reviews. We love it. KKN0411. Thank you. Thank it you was so a beautiful, sweet and short. Short and sweet review. Thank you so much. That's all, I got. That's all you got to do to make our day. Yeah. A little, a little review. All right. That's it. What a season. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for hanging out. Come listen to our other podcast, Below Deck, Married at First Sight. Sister, Sister Wives wife. on Patreon. Although that'll be leaving soon and we'll yeah, replace it with we'll, something Yeah, but we'll else. do something else that's fun. And next week, we'll start talking about Happily Ever After. Woo! All right. That's it. I think I've said it all. Have you said I it? said it all. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.